Newsflash LT, the 2016 Wellness Summit is confirmed. Pop into your diary and get your tickets now at the super early bird rate. Be there on September 10th and 11th in Melbourne with 1,000 other like-minded wellness enthusiasts. And for a limited time, purchase your ticket at this incredible rate. Up until Christmas Day, five Wellness Summit tickets are yours for the price of two. That's better than two for one. That's two and a half for one. Bring a leg, bring an arm, bring your wellness tribe for less than 120 bucks per ticket for a never-seen-before format of the summit. And even better, every ticket purchased before Christmas goes into an incredible draw to win one ticket to the 2016 Wellness Breakthrough. I cannot believe we're actually giving this away. It's worth $3,000. Get excited, people. Get very excited. To get access to the biggest and best wellness summit ever and enter this special Christmas draw, go to thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Whitten and Leah Follett. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Join us as we share our family's journeys to good health. You'll find plenty of inspiration, tips and recipe ideas, as well as stories from everyday people who've struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families. I'm Jo Witten, author of the blog and book Quirky Cooking, and today I'm chatting with my co-host Fuad Kassab about how to have a healthy Christmas. Hi Fuad. Hi Joe, how are you doing? I'm good. Get I'm trying to match your energy. Every time you do this kind of intro, I go, how can she do it? How does she have so much energy for such <laughs> such a positive intro? And now I'm like, I'm infected by your energy. So, good, good. Yeah. After a long um, day at work. Oh um, my. I've yeah, just been really eating, long day. I've just been eating pecan pie, so I've got lots of energy. Yeah, you're bouncing off walls with those dried dates that uh, you told me about. <laughs> Don't give so. away my recipe. Oh, I'll, I'll post that, it later. <laughs> is that going in the gaps book joe i think i should post it on my facebook page because right. it's kind of christmasy well we always have pecan yeah, pie at yeah, christmas yeah. that's a bit of a american thing i yeah. know it's not traditional australian but it's so yummy i mean you know is what is traditional australian christmas oh, who knows? Know. It's, yeah it's pretty much everything and anything isn't it yeah all all our uh you know the people who've come here they bring their own traditions and yep. uh yeah, so, so I will I will tell match. you that pecan pie is as Australian as a roast. Good, thank All you. Right. You have my permission to go ahead and say <laughs> it's, a, it's a Christmas food. Yay! So, well, right. it is in our family anyway. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It looks good, so I might, I might give that a try. Yeah. Well, um, for those of you listening, it's a gaps-friendly, paleo-friendly pecan pie. My mum has always made it for Christmas and. Over the years, my taste buds have changed, and every time she makes it now, if I have a taste, I'm just like, I can't eat it. It's so sweet. Too sweet? Yeah. yeah. I get through half a piece and just like, no, nah, sorry, mum. <laughs> sorry, yeah. mum, if you're listening, I love you. But, yeah, I had to make my own version. So So will she still make her own for Christmas? Um, she quite often does, yeah. Okay. Well, it depends. We kind of share the cooking. So. Hey, did I cut the intro in half? Like, was it, I was supposed to just say, hey, Joe, and you're like, hey, Fuad, now let me go on with the intro, or? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, all right, cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so where were we? Okay, so what we're talking about is, <laughs> hey, this, these podcasts are very chatty, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or quirky. It's quirky. quirky. That's right. Yeah. I don't really stick to the rules. But anyway, um, so we're talking about healthy Christmas as in not just the food, 
obviously the food is a very important part of Christmas, or at least it is to me, um, more important than presents to me. Um, but I think there's so much more to a healthy Christmas than just the food. It's also keeping the stress levels and the overwhelm down and not getting caught up in all the hype and all the spend heaps of money just because it's Christmas and, you know, just making sure that you enjoy this special time with your family and friends and not letting busyness kind of take over so that you can't enjoy it. I don't know about you, Fuad, because you sort of thrive on cooking for large amounts of people. That's what you do. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I used to. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, do you I, enjoy it? I guess it? we'll get like, into it. Probably, yeah, yeah, I, I do love it. Yeah, you but love I think it. The, the theme has changed for me. And we'll get into those kinds of tips. Uh, but one of the biggest things for me, Joe, personally, is um, – trying to cook less variety but just actually be a bit more present in the dishes yes. that I am cooking and yeah. just really really enjoying the ones that I am doing and putting like you I know agree. if I have a certain budget I'd rather put it on four dishes rather than mm-hmm. eight. Oh, and, me too and, exactly yeah. and sometimes I look at it and and like I tell people what we had and I think oh that sounds really boring but I was you can only eat so much at one sitting yeah so why not just have you know three or four things that you really love yeah. Plus one dessert, maybe, you know? And that's pretty uh, much... Two, two desserts. Okay, two. Yeah. yeah that's true. We usually do it have a couple. Of yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to choose the desserts, I must admit. Yes. Sometimes you have to have the desserts leading up to Christmas and then you have New Year's to extend it. <laughs> but what I was going to say, um, for a lot of us, the whole um, thought of cooking for a big bunch of family that all come to visit at Christmas time can be very stressful. And I've heard that from a lot of my friends that they find it quite overwhelming, you know, when all the family, like the in-laws come and everything and they've got to, and especially if there's special diets involved, um, you're worrying about what people will think about the food that you're making because you have to cook to suit your family. Um, you're worried about making food that they'll all like despite the fact that it's healthy you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So um, that's, I know when I was young and I'd have people over for dinner, I'd stress so much I'd get a really sick tummy just because people were coming for dinner. I found it, wow. very, yeah, I found it very stressful. And um, I'd be running around the house freaking out because it was a mess and everybody help clean up, you know, I'm losing yeah, my temper. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of women are like that. Yep. My husband would be going, cool, it It doesn't matter if the house is a mess. I'm like, yes, it does. <laughs> yes, that's really, yeah. I think like in our household, it, it's still we still get a bit of chaos around it. But, yeah. um, you know, we have the excuse of having two really young girls who like, <laughs> despite all your best efforts in cleaning up, the house They're is going gonna to get be messed messy. up five minutes before that's the right. visitors arrive. So, that's right. Yeah. And I, I think I've, I've gotten past that stage, but I know a lot yeah. of people haven't or or in that early stage and it stresses them out the whole thought of having family so we just want to give you some ideas of ways that you can keep it less stressful and really enjoy it and just have really delicious food so yeah kick kick it off joe okay so let's start with food since that's most important no (laughs) no it's not no it's not okay but we will start with food okay so some ideas for christmas food that are suitable for gaps and paleo diets this is one question that i've been asked a lot recently on facebook um so for me obviously i think straight away of the simplest food that we can pretty much all eat which is roast and veggies (laughs) yeah And, and that's for us has always been our traditional christmas 
dinner anyway, a roast turkey, the roast veggies, all of that kind of thing. And I've just found ways to make them, um, you know, suitable for gaps for us at the moment. And no one's really noticed the difference because, you know, it's just traditional basic food. So let, let me just understand this from where you are because mm -hmm. your your household is a bit more restrictive than mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so like a paleo diet usually like there's no issue yeah. in creating a Christmas feast. Yeah. But uh, and also when a, whoever comes over and eats, they probably will not notice that. That's right. Given the paleo foods, but Gav's being more restrictive. Yes, and it depends uh, on what stage you're at. And depends on what stage you're at. Mm -hmm. So like let's talk about. Like, do you think people who are on the phase one gaps should yeah. actually be hosting Christmas? At well, all? maybe not hosting it. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> but having said that, last year when we were on stage, very early gaps, it was we were already having herbs and stuff, so we were probably, you know, and spices. So we were probably stage four or five. Yeah. But it was still pretty early days, and so I said to my mum, "Can we have Christmas at our place so that I can cook the food I know we can have?" Mm. And they were fine with that. Um, so we had, we did have duck, um, and we just, we did roast it, but what I did for those who were really early gaps still on stage one, I did a blog post, um, showing some things that you could have like a, a pot roast chicken where it's cooked in the broth. And, um, mm. if you can have some lemon zest and fresh herbs on, on the skin of the chicken sort of sitting out of the water a bit. So that kind of kind of um what's the word it doesn't get that roast skin but it's nice and you know are you not allowed to roast the chicken not at first no not until stage four what is it because you're encouraged to drink the broth or well, because everything's got to be cooked in the broth to make it really soft and really easy to digest you can't have roast or grilled meat until stage four right. so if you're on those first few stages you pretty much it's, it is actually really delicious to cook the roast in broth and just simmer it until it's really soft. And then what I would do is take it out of the broth, put it on a platter so that you can slice it like a normal roast. If you can have the herbs and that, that really helps it to look prettier. Um, and then yeah. I would make cook the vegetables in that broth that the meat cooked in while you keep the meat warm and then scoop them out and serve them separately so you're not having like a stew or something and then make a gravy by simmering down that some of that broth with some gelatin and um you know salt and pepper and herbs if you can or spices and then just simmering it down and reducing it for your gravy and that is actually a really tasty meal it just doesn't look as amazing as a <laughs> traditional yeah. roast and dinner and would you do that for those on gaps? What would you do about your visitors who aren't on gaps? Would you well, that would I think you? I think most people are happy to help bring stuff. Okay, and, and that's what you know. With our family, it was kind of like everybody bring something that you like. We all talked about what we would bring so that there would be the right kind of foods for everybody. Okay, so so basically, you had a a really good uh, organized Christmas where everyone yeah. knew what what they were getting yeah everyone was bringing something that they would like to have but no one really brought anything that was um like i actually did all the desserts because that way my kids could have everything and it yes. wasn't a stress but yes. i know a lot of families won't probably do that because they'll want their their traditional sweets or their lollies or whatever and that's just something you'll have to work out 
with each family. I think this is why a lot of people don't start gaps until January. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because it's way a lot harder if, you yeah. know, if you're doing it at Christmas time. Once you've been doing gaps for a full year and you come back to Christmas, there's so much more that you can eat. Okay, you're not having lollies, but you're having homemade sweets. And, yes. um, and it's not so stressful. And my kids are amazing now. Like they'll just, well, you, you shouldn't be having lollies anyway. No, you shouldn't. But yeah. my kids will see other kids eating stuff and won't. I mean, my kids are older, obviously, but they're so used to eating this way now that it doesn't phase them. For instance, yesterday they were at, but with a bunch of teenagers having dinner at a friend's house and, um, it was a very spur of the moment thing. So I had something they could take for the main meal, but I didn't have anything for them for dessert. And all the other teenagers were sitting around eating pie and ice cream for dessert. And um, my kids were sitting there eating nuts and seeds. <laughs> and my 16-year-old son turned to his cousin and said, do you want some nuts? And he just looked at him and went, no, Are please. you crazy? I have I'm pie. <laughs> they were just like paying them out big time. Yeah. My kids just laughed it off because they thought it was pretty funny. But that's why I made pecan pie tonight because I said to my son, you were so good about that, I've got to make you a pie. <laughs> Such a good mom, Joe. Yeah. Besides the fact that I like pecan you pie. Should, you should have instead been working on the GAPS program. Which... I know, shush. <laughs> but, you know, you've got to I'll do nice things this for your time. kids. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty much how we worked Christmas and okay. early stage of gaps. So here's like um, one of the big ones for me is actually uh, communicating to the families that are coming together what you will be having and uh, maybe get them to get tell you what they're bringing mm. so that everyone's across and have a little bit of an organized Christmas yes. so that everyone knows. So That's don't right. just say like bring whatever you want. Just no. you know, know what's happening and uh, avoid crossovers and, you know, See if there's uh, any way that, you know, um, you can tell them what you need to eat as well and they might be more than happy to accommodate. I know I would as well. Yeah, so. and, and most people will. And I do, yeah. I know there was a couple of comments on the Facebook group of um, in-laws that, or, or family members that weren't understanding all of diets and would purposely bring things that they were asked not to bring. <laughs> and I just think... Right. Maybe don't invite them. <laughs> that's, well, that's difficult. Yeah. That's really difficult. Yeah. But I think it's something that you have to decide how bad is the um, – like for us with gaps, you have to stay strict because it, you don't yes. want to have to start over. So the kids know that and they're, they're sticking to it. But if it's just a – it's not an allergy. It's not, it's not a you know, major intolerance or gaps or something. It's just that you're living a healthier diet than your family you might let them have a little bit of pavlova or something at Christmas and not stress out, you know. It really depends on the issue, um, why yeah. you're eating the way you are. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the risk-reward. But mm -hmm. like, I, I want to go back to that idea of people coming mm -hmm. over with the foods. Yeah. So just be mindful that probably people will come with foods that you told them that you, they shouldn't bring. Mm, yeah. And just don't be upset at them. No, don't. Yeah. Don't, don't get offended about it. No. Because you've got to remember, where were you 10 years ago? That's right. You probably weren't eating like you are now, and you probably wouldn't have understood if someone said, don't bring that. You probably would have been like, what? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people until no. something clicks in them. That's right. And we all, we've all had that moment where yeah. it's clicked, and, and uh, we can't really ju yeah, judge the people. No. Where, you know, it hasn't clicked for and, them yet. And one thing that I always make sure I do, like we had a 
we had our neighbourhood street party last night. We have a Christmas street party. We live in a little cul-de-sac and um, so we have a street party at the end of the street, in the street, with tables in the street for Christmas. Where, where do you live? Like Narnia? Like, I know. Like... It's like the 50s. I love it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so, um, you know, there was people that brought all this beautiful home baking. It was all stuff that we couldn't have. I brought my homemade chocolates because that's all I had time to make the other day. Um, and that, But I made sure, I made a point of saying to these ladies, wow, that cake looks gorgeous. I would love to have some. I wish I could. They know I'm on a special diet. Yeah. So, you know, so that they at least know you've appreciated the effort they put into it. And you, you wouldn't say to them, oh, my goodness, that must have so much sugar or whatever, even if it's a close, like even if it's your sister. <laughs> yeah. It's just like um, it can yeah, make a big difference. Don't look at that food. Take away that view that it's uh, good or bad. A, a thing of to- toxicity. Yeah. Like, just suspend that for those yeah. for that period of Christmas. So. Yeah, you don't want to, to have those negativity, yeah. negative feelings inside. Just uh, just accept it for yeah. for you know this is what's happening. It's Christmas. You, you have to accept that there is a lot of tradition associated yeah. with that holiday, and you know it only comes once a year, That's which is right. great. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. We did get. It was every day. We did get given a big chunk of Christmas cake with icing about a mile thick, and we got home. The kids are going, "What are we going to uh-huh. do with this?" And I said, "Well, we just give it to visitors when they come. Yeah, we slice it up and like this yeah. is what my mum always did. She'd slice it all up and freeze it, and then when visitors came, she'd get some out. Yeah. So yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So you don't have to even worry about caping for those visitors. That's right. It's, it's done for you. Yeah, and you won't crave it. Fantastic. And desserts. We need to talk about that. Um, mm. So gaps paleo style desserts because I think the main is pretty easy. Um, the desserts is where it usually gets tricky. So I can, although I can tweak most desserts. Pavlova, I have had no luck with. I'm sorry. Have you? <laughs> um, so the the thing about pavlova is the meringue, and with meringue you need that kind of ultra refined sugar mostly to to create that. You know. Yeah, just to make meringue. (laughs) I do have a a chef friend who said he used, I think he used xylitol ground up and then he dehydrated them. Uh, I've tried that. No? Yes. He said he had to keep them in the dehydrator until he served them. Yeah, so they they definitely, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's so much... So many options out there. Yeah, why, there's why so many else. Yeah. I know. It's just that yeah. I keep getting that question. So I thought I'd ask you since you're a chef. <laughs> yeah. I just w- I wouldn't bother. No, I, I wouldn't either. Or, or, I haven't or, had pavlova for years. Yeah. And I, I understand a lot of people just don't want any sugar. Yeah. I mean, like, how much meringue are you going to have? Like, you know, and if it's like... If, if it's this covered is in cream, be... then it sort of cuts the sugar a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's just, you know, like, for those people who can tolerate a little bit a of little sugar bit, in yeah. their diet... Then have the meringue if that's what you want. Mm. For those who who can't, just don't bother with it and yeah. just um, you know, Joe, give us your ideas on like um, lower okay. sugar desserts. Um, so things like a trifle are really easy to tweak for every single diet known to man, practically. Um, mm. Like I've got one on my website which is a lemon berry trifle, and it has a lemon, like a lemon curd, lemon butter, oh. one of the layers, and you can easily do that dairy-free um you can do it with very good like you can use honey you can use whatever sweetener you want yeah and you can play with that a bit 
Um, another layer is custard, which again you can do coconut milk custard or nut milk or whatever, and you can use whatever sweetener you want. You can do it with or without eggs. If you use cashews, you don't have to have eggs. Um, if you do, uh, if you're on gaps, you can do a gelatin-based custard. Yum. So you have to use that instead of the cornstarch or corn flour, and you just um, once you've cooked it, you cool it in the fridge and then you re-blend it so it's smooth because it'll separate yeah, right. a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then you can do, you know, you can do a, dare, uh, sorry, a um, grain-free cake for the sponge. You, instead of a really light sponge, it'll be a bit firmer, but it won't matter. Um, so I do like an almond meal cake for yeah. that. Or sure. you could do coconut flour. Um, and then the jelly, that's easy. Just whatever fruit you want, make a real jelly. And sweeten it with whatever you want. You can use agar or you can use gelatin to set it. Um, so yeah, so for those who don't know, um, gelatin, like a jelly, is pretty much a liquid uh, made of fruit juice. Uh, in the packets that you buy, it's artificial flavors and mm. sugar, basically, with, mixed with gelatin. Yeah. Uh, but to make it at home, you just uh, mix the like pure gelatin, which you can buy as a powder and it's flavorless, and you can mix it in with any kind of fruit juice that you want. And if you want to add a bit more sweetness into it, you can just add some honey or maple syrup or whatever sweetener it is that you use. Mm -hmm. uh, even stevia works for that. Yeah. Um, and you can it'll just set in the fridge. And agar uh, that Joe's talking about is uh, a plant-based uh, gelatin as well. So Yeah, so you can do the whole thing vegan, dairy-free if you want to, or you could do more of a gap style or whatever. So there's heaps of ways that you can make trifle. Um, it's delicious as well. Oh, it's so good. And everybody, every time I've made that for gatherings that are not people on special diets, it's yeah. been completely gobbled up and everyone's raved about it. And you just don't tell them that it's a special diet thing <laughs> if you want yeah. them to eat it. Just don't yeah. tell them. They won't yeah. know. No. It just tastes amazing. Yeah, and just give them some cream. Yeah, give the them side. some cream to put yeah. on this. Oh. Um, pecan pie, like I said, I'll, I'll post that one on my Facebook page. Gingerbread, I did a um, grain-free gingerbread gaps friendly the other yeah. day, so I'm going to post that on my blog hopefully tonight. <laughs> I sort of half got it on there. Um, things like you can um, do the like um, I, I, I do this chocolate cake with hazelnuts. Oh. Um, Is it like and a it's tort? just yeah, well, uh, it's not. It's a cake. Okay. Uh, but you can make it in like um, in Lebanon. We we have a French influence, so we make this thing called bûche de Noël, which is means like the the um, the tree of Christmas or okay. the wood of Christmas or something. And it pretty much the way you make it is you make it look like um, a a tree trunk with branches um, coming out of it. Oh yes, I have uh, seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so easy, and like you can just if you're using like uh, dark chocolate, mm, the yeah. the sweetness from the dark chocolate is sufficient if, if you don't want to add too much more sugar into it. And like you know, you're gonna accept maybe a little bit more more of a sugar load, yeah. but as long as you're avoiding things like the refined oils, like the veggie oils yeah. and the ultra white sugar, mm. um, and, you know, you just make it a little bit uh, more of a, a, a judicious yeah, choice when it comes to the ingredient. <laughs> An exception for Christmas. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, we wouldn't usually have so much, even the honey and the dates and the baking and all that kind of stuff. We wouldn't have quite as much as usual. But, like, my daughter said, Mum, could we just have a little bit of coconut sugar for Christmas because she wanted to make the um, the coconut sugar maple syrup 
toffee that I make that's got butter mm-hmm. in it and we tried oh. it with honey and it just does not work. So okay. I said, yeah, okay, we'll make that. We can give it away as presents and just keep a little bit for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, since we're yeah. a year and a half, three gaps, I said, okay. But it really depends on where you're at. Where you're at, yeah. yeah. Um, what else do you usually make for desserts? Paleo-ish. Um, yeah, so Elaine and uh, Sophie, they can't have dairy really. So that, that trifle is a go-to for us. So yeah. we, we love doing that. And um, uh, pretty much that's really what we stick with. Like we, there's, um, our, Elaine's parents, they have a, a neighbor who makes really great cakes. Mm-hmm. And um, she also... Yeah, she's, you know, like it's nice that you have people like that. And yeah. um, when people really love making it, they also up for a challenge to actually make yes. like a, a version that is allergy friendly. Mm-hmm. So you can outsource the manufacturing of that cake to someone. <laughs> Good and idea. you can just tell them, yeah, you tell them what you like and what you don't like in it. And, and they will, you know, and Jane's been really good with that. So, Rochester's um, cakes. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. That's what, oh, yeah. and because you can make those ahead and freeze it, and it, you can do it now and have it two weeks later at Christmas or even a month later or whatever, and it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, so, for for those of us, uh, of you guys who aren't on extremely restrictive diet, you'll be able to look at cheesecake. Yeah. yeah, but like your cookbook, Joe, has a lot of really great recipes, and all of them are suitable for Christmas. I think. Yeah, like yeah. This, yeah. Well, um, one of them in there that I love, we had. Um, last year or the year before I can't remember it's the spiced peach tart tatan oh. and that one's a gluten free pastry but you can really easily change that to grain free just use the grain free pastry that's on my blog do you have any Christmassy here. spices that go into it all sorts of, like it's got the star anise and the oh. cinnamon stick and all that whole and ginger and everything and you simmer the peaches in that and make it all syrupy and then you've got the crust yeah. You, yeah and then I just usually serve that with an instant cashew or macadamia ice cream, which is just the nuts, maple syrup or honey, vanilla and ice, and you just whiz it up. So it's very, very quick. The so nuts, maple syrup, ice and vanilla. vanilla. Yeah. Vanilla and it beans. makes in- instant ice cream, doesn't it? Instant. It's amazing. Is it? Yeah. It's in wow. my cookbook. You should try it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone through the cookbook yet. Like, I'm still, still making my way through it. That's all right. You're yeah. busy with your own recipes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I find. I, I get people's cookbooks and say, that looks really nice. And then I keep making my own. So. Well, you know, it's sort of like um, if you're a stand-up, you don't go to other stand-up well, shows. So you it. don't steal their material by mistake. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <yeah. laughs> but, like, oh, I have this great idea for an orange almond cake. And you discovered mm-hmm. someone already did it before you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just don't look. Just yeah. Pick up your own. Yeah. Can you think of anything else that you want to mention for Christmas dinner, dessert? Oh, yeah. You can just make some uh, agua fresca, which is like, uh, you know, nice uh, fruit drinks. You just, uh, you can just put a little bit of uh, fruit in water mm-hmm. and uh, put a lot of ice on top. And, you know, in an Australian uh, summery Christmas, that's perfect. So you, And it you sounds a... really good if you call it agua fresca instead yeah. of just water with fruit. Yeah, that's people right. will be like, "Oh, cool!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, put, <laughs> you just uh, sound sophisticated. Our kids actually love that with frozen berries and coconut water. Oh, wonderful! Mm. There you go. Yeah, and you, you can just put a lot of like things like mint and basil, mm. and like I even like coriander in it. Oh actually. wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, any herb, any herb that you like, unless it's like oniony, like you don't want yeah, chives. Obviously, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try Those to remember that. Those sweet herbs. 
Oh, cool. All right, so um, should we move on to how – well, we've kind of talked about how to cope with eating differently at family yeah. gatherings. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of times if you just don't tell – if there's someone that's really thingy about the way you eat, just don't tell them it's a special diet thing. Just make something that's really delicious and wow them with it, but don't tell them that it's made dairy-free, this and this and this, you know. Yeah. Just don't tell them. Yeah. I've done yeah. that before with um, – Crock and bush just made it gluten free and dairy free, yeah. and and everyone loved it. So that's what used to happen in my restaurant. People would say yeah. this is the best bread I've ever had, and I'm like, <laughs> "Are you gluten free?" And they go, "No, no." I'm like, "So this is like the best gluten free?" And they'll be like, "No, no, this is the best bread. Is it gluten free?" And I'll be like, yeah. "That's so awesome." <laughs> you know, you, you really make... need to get that recipe up on your blog, uh, or is it too secret? Well, Joe's going to go in, the book. In, in my book. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys, you have to buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's coming. There's it's a book coming. coming. There's a book coming. We're working on a book. We haven't told Exciting. anyone yet. Yeah. We have. Oh, we? well, just yeah, social, on the social yeah, media, social media we've pages. We haven't told the podcast people. Shall we tell them? But, or shall we? Yeah, I, I think we should. I think we have <laughs> already. We have. <laughs> All right, so next Christmas, you won't have to deal with these topics too much. We, we'll, we'll have you covered awesome. for at least the paleo crowd. Yeah. Yeah, Joe and I are uh, are collaborating, and yes. we uh, we're writing a book together. Joe, yeah. do you want to tell them what the book's called? Quirky Paleo. Ta da! <laughs> so <laughs> exciting. Going to be so, so much fun. Yes. So, so we've got the team together. We've got the editor, the photographer, the designer, the publisher. Yeah. And yeah. Food so stylist. Well, not publisher. The someone who's helping us get the book printed, basically. Yes. But and the food stylist. Oh, it's gonna so be, good. It's going to be very awesome. So stay tuned for that one. But before that, next year, early, oh, maybe hopefully this year, Joe's doing the GAPS program. So stay yes. tuned for that one. Yes, stay tuned for that one too because that one's got six weeks of recipes. So Yes, and, and do that as well as you can. So by the time Christmas comes, you can you know move You'll on to a paleo diet. That's right. Can get, get <laughs> that's right. <laughs> awesome. That's the, that's right. the plan. Yeah. So anyway, really exciting stuff for us, and yeah. uh, it feels like the the present of the year for me to be collaborating with Joe on on Aww. this book. So really exciting. I mean, I have to put up with her, but apart he, he from does. that, Poor guy. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, what about we did mention a little bit about um, food that you can make ahead. Have you got any other ideas for food that could be made ahead and frozen or? Stored. Well, uh, just one thing with things like uh, potatoes, like mm-hmm. you don't want to make them ahead and uh, put them in the fridge. Like they're okay to be made ahead a couple of hours before and then reheated. Mm-hmm. But if you put potatoes in the fridge, then the starches will set differently and then they'll get uh, super starchy. They so the kind of veggies, rubbery, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The type of starch actually changes, mm-hmm. uh, you know inside it as it heats and then cools down so uh, do the non-starchy vegetables they uh, reheat really really well okay um so that's that's a really good one i find the best roast that i would do for christmas with uh there's two types one is uh, a lamb shoulder mm-hmm. and if you put a, a whole lamb shoulder in a slow cooker, you can cook it two days beforehand and keep that in the fridge and oh, then wow. when how much yeah, water uh, just zero water with it. Zero, zero water, two days. 
Yeah, so you just put oh, wait a minute. Ma- you mean you cook it and then put it in the fridge two days before? Yeah. yeah oh, I yeah. thought you meant cook it for two days. I was going to say, but it would be shriveled up. <laughs> no, no, two days before, you put it in, in the okay. slow cooker, you, you just rub it with a little bit of salt. Right? Okay. And How then, long would you cook it for then? Overnight, in a slow okay. cooker. Yeah, or, you know, uh, maybe 110 degrees in the oven or 100 degrees in the oven. Okay. And then put it before you go to bed, unless you go to bed like at 5 a.m. Put <laughs> Put put it in the oven. (laughs) Yeah, when I go to sleep, you put it in bed. So no, we put it in bed probably at around nine o'clock. Can you please let us all know when you go to sleep so that we can put our Give me a call. I'll let you know. (laughs) Ten o'clock. Oh, I think that that book that we're going to write is going to have really strange instructions. I think so. Book for as long for our sleeps and. uh, (laughs) Oh dear. So you put. I'll, I'll, all right, I'll, let me say the recipe and then okay. uh, so I'll be you guys have their pencils ready. Joe, please, let me, let me finish this. <laughs> all right, so you put it in the oven, say, uh, 9 o'clock at night and then take it out at, say, 7. So, yeah, 10 hours. 10 hours is good. And at okay. night it's better because you don't have to live with the heat of the oven. Yeah. You know, and then you turn it off and then you put it in the fridge uh, after it's cooled down. And you can do that a couple of days beforehand. Keep the skin on. Mm-hmm. And if you have a barbecue, the best thing you could do is you can just heat it uh, on a medium heat barbecue with the skin down. Okay. And that will uh, just, until the skin gets starts to bubble up. And then you turn it the other way around and put it on the cooler side of the barbecue so that it can just warm through. And then you get uh, lamb crackling on top. which wow. is really yeah. yeah, and that you know, a shoulder will feed like depending on the size in a good size uh, slow cooker. That's that's your roast for Christmas. Mm. And it looks wonderful. You can glaze it with like a you know uh, cranberry jelly on top. And, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so there's so much you can do. And, and what would you do for vegetables if you were cooking the roast ahead? Oh yeah, so um, cold roast I mean, veggie salad or no, not cold. No. Uh, okay, so one of my favorite salads ever. Mm-hmm. is a broccoli salad and and I will roast I'll get the uh, the broccoli and I'll chop them in nice big slices mm-hmm. and I'll just put a little bit of salt and olive oil on top and then uh, on the barbecue I will um, put them on a medium heat barbecue mm-hmm. and just let them cook until uh, they they've softened so you, you don't want to have that raw feeling but you don't want to overcook them either yeah I I also have like a little smoke box. I just put some hickory wood or something oh, like nice. that. Yeah, to smoke the the broccoli. And what if the if I've got the other vegetables, some, like things like tomatoes, go really really well right next to the broccoli. Mm-hmm. So they will smoke and cook as well. Okay. And I'll take these out and let them cool down. I'll peel the tomatoes uh, and cut them and put them with the juices and all into a bowl. Put the broccoli on top, some Spanish onion, a lot of different types of herbs in there. Like mm-hmm. uh, again, I'll do the mint, the parsley, the basil. Um, I'll put um, if you eat things like chickpeas, um, that that works really well. If you don't, then you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of uh, leafy greens. Probably uh, do some toasted pine nuts or something if you don't have chickpeas, maybe. Yeah, toasted pine nuts are great. Uh, make sure that if they're the Chinese pine nuts that you do toast them because they give you a, a condition called pine mouth. If oh. Some of them. Uh, I've had it where oh. your, uh, your mouth goes metallic for around three or four days. Everything you oh, eat this. Oh, how awful. Yeah, it's really, really bad. So, uh, okay, maybe you know, if, um, 
that's fine. Like pepitas cook, cook, instead. Just, yeah, just cook them. Yeah, pepitas are great. Mm. Uh, flaked almonds are great. Yeah. Uh, and you can just do a little bit of, um, you know, apple cider vinegar or re- uh, white wine vinegar with uh, a mustard dressing. So you just put olive oil, mustard, salt. Um, like I use smoked salt as well. Oh, um, nice, yeah. Molden sells like a, yes. a salt smoke. You can just put that in. Um, lemon juice, olive oil, and, uh, and like a Dijon mustard in a jar and you, you shake it and then you, you dress the whole thing. And you can just put any vegetable that you like in okay, there. That but just the smoke from the broccoli is, is phenomenal. Wow. And it just, uh, I it's, never would have thought of smoked broccoli. <laughs> oh, it's, it is so good. It's like really like my favorite salad. Okay, I just really, really love that. it. Yeah, and if you don't like broccoli, cauliflower is really good in it as well. Okay. Um, and, um, and you would you do that on the day? Or make it ahead uh, and put it in the fridge. Yeah, it'll it'll be alright in the fridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but don't dress it, of course. Yeah. You can, like, uh, don't chop the herbs un- until like the last minute as well. Okay. Like you, but everything else can be chopped beforehand. Okay. And um, yeah, you just mix it all up with the dressing, and it's just absolutely wonderful. Mm, and um, what else? Uh, what was I gonna say? Was yeah. Is that so, the one that you told me about that you put pomegranate in sometimes? Uh, no. One? No, it's a yeah a different one. Like, uh, pom- yeah, I mean that would go all right. I reckon pomegranates would go better with the cauliflower okay. uh, than they would with the broccoli. And yeah. by the way, you can just do this in the oven. Like you don't have to do it in the you don't have yeah, to smoke I was it. That, yeah. yeah, it's it's still really good. Uh, so like one huge salad, and then some roasted vegetables, um, which uh, you can just do. Uh, pumpkin, you can do carrots, uh, sweet potatoes for sure. If you're paleo, mm-hmm. you'll be wanting to do that. Um, we always add Brussels sprouts, beetroot, Brus- yeah, red onion. I love all that roasted. Yeah, the beetroot I roast in alfoil or like. Okay. Uh, um, I just find that if, if for some reason, like it just doesn't keep water very well. I find, okay. like. Uh, yeah, I usually. Sometimes what I do is do a really big tray of roast veggies and I'll just put like a centimetre of water in the bottom uh, and then the heap of olive oil over the top and the juices at the end, yeah, it, there's wow. not a whole lot left but you just can yeah. just kind of toss it through and it's really Wonderful. yummy. Self-dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. And yeah, then so if, you, if you keep them in the fridge and have it cold, then I just add a heap of like baby spinach and do a vinaigrette dressing and add some... You know, toasted seeds or nuts. Yeah, whatever. and you can even put some spices on top. Like yeah. you know, you can just have a a dukkha. I was just thinking um, that. Yeah. yeah, I've got a really would... nice macadamia one. Wonderful. Yeah. See that that would work really well. Mm. Um, za'atar is really good, which is yeah. like a mixture of sumac and thyme. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could just put uh, like I'm going with the Middle Eastern stuff because that's what I I love. No, that's, it's delicious. Yeah. I've had that. Yeah, Ras al-Hanout, which is a Moroccan spice mix as yeah. well. Uh, that goes like wonderful. And also what you can do is you can just crush a little bit of uh, garlic with olive oil. Mm-hmm. And um, you can just dress the veggies before you put them in the oven. Yep. So that just gives it that extra bit of flavor in there. Yeah, good idea. Um, onions roast really, really well, either on the barbecue or in the, in the When oven. you roast your onions, do you leave them in the skin or do you just peel that off and then... You've got that crunchy bit of skin on the outside. Doesn't matter once it's roasted. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I would I cut it in quarters mm-hmm. and then put a bit of olive oil and salt, 
on the outside and roast it and then I'll ju- I would just get the you know the skin will just basically you can just take it out yeah. easily after it's cooked yeah. you don't have to worry too much about it even like garlic if you want to roast whole Same, garlic yeah. you, just, you slice it in half and um, yeah rub it with salt and olive oil and just yeah it's delicious mm, it so, is. So, I mean yeah. and, and when you're serving up stuff like that no one's gonna think that's a weird thing they're gonna just go this is amazing this is so delicious and yeah. it's so simple it's um, it's real food and it's it has food. a lot of flavor. Mm. So, like, what what are people going to complain about? Like, no, what, nothing to complain yeah. about. They'll just be raving about it and saying, "Give me the recipe." <laughs> well, I think uh, yeah, we've done this, and Elaine's grandmother who turned like a hundred and one or oh, something. You see, wow. uh, like we did it la- last year, and and she loved it. And you know, oh, she's each year it was a traditional English Christmas. Yeah, and you know. Uh, the year we did it, um, I did like a roast salmon, yeah, and it was a, a whole side of salmon, and you just wrap that in um, baking paper mm-hmm. and just rubbed with olive oil and salt, and you just bake it for very like maybe like twenty five minutes, you know, just in the and oven, just in the oven. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like you're heating raw salmon through, you know, good yeah. quality stuff, and just. Yeah. It's flaky and it falls apart, and then I make um, tahini sauce that goes on top of that, and I put uh, this. This is called samkeharra. So you put uh, coriander um, with sumac, onion, uh, finely diced. Um, you put uh, mint. I put parsley, and you toast some walnuts or any nut that you like, and you mm-hmm. chop that up really fine. And you make like a little salsa, oh, and yum. when the salmon comes out, you just put the tahini sauce on top. And tahini is basically, uh, the sauce itself is made with tahini, which is uh, uh, pressed sesame. It's like a peanut butter made of sesame seeds, uh, lemon juice, olive oil, and salt. And you make that sauce, and that goes on top of the fish, and then you put the herbs and the the nuts on top. And it looks like the, you know, fish is sort of studded with all these different nuts. Yeah, that would be delicious. It's so fresh. It's really much better suited for our climate than yeah. you know like a, a big roast turkey dinner. yeah a big roast turkey yeah <laughs> which is what we often have but yeah. anyway mm. oh that sounds right. amazing so um the other things too just i often make um a big heap of homemade chocolates gingerbread things like that and i just put it all in the freezer so that when people do drop by you've got something to pull out of the freezer mm. um and just make sure your kids don't know it's all there. <laughs> or you can seem to be all right. <laughs> I, yeah. I found half the plate of chocolate missing after a day with my son finding it. But anyway. <laughs> what, he ate it? He ate Oh, he just keeps coming back and eating bits of it. And it's like, mm. um, that was actually for a party. Don't eat any more. <laughs> so, That's, yeah, uh, kind of have yeah. to hide it. But um, it's really good having stuff there ready to go because I find at this time of year I get a lot of people dropping in I don't know about everyone else but it's kind of what they do around here so yeah, yeah. well our house is pretty quiet like uh, mm-hmm. you know I we yeah we don't get too many visitors but um yeah, yeah. we we just we never bother we we don't feel like we have to actually cater for the season somehow yeah well that's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know but um, you know, well, we have Christmas a lot of up and, yeah. cousins here at the moment, so mm. yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's nice. Lovely. Like I guess when the kids grow up a little bit more, it'd be more fun for them as well, and yeah. then do more. Yeah, you'll find um, when the when you've got teenagers, you'll have constant drop-ins. Well, that's what we find. There's just kids here all the time. Yeah, so, yeah. It's good to have a few bits and pieces on hand. 
So. Yeah, for sure. But don't get caught in that trap of you um, have to feed you know, everybody. No. Yeah. Well, we Just went and the, bought ten kilos of light cheese. I'm sorry, I'm going to make you jealous again. For $5 a kilo and just plumped that on the counter and then every time the teenagers went running through the house, they just grabbed handfuls. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's mangoes and, you yeah. know, the fresh fruit up here. I mean, you don't really need to do much baking at this time of year because there's so much amazing fruit. Heaven. It's such such good fruit. Yeah. Ah. So we just oh, buy sweet. it in bulk and then that's what the kids eat. Yeah, just my local sweet. supermarket had it for like $12 a kilo just two days ago. So, oh, that's yeah. not too bad for Sydney, is it? Um, I don't know, Joe. I think you should start a business flying down lychees. <laughs> I did think about it, <laughs> especially when someone told me $25 a kilo. Uh, yeah, well, that, you know, it, it actually, that that's when it peaks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shocking. Oh, well, you guys, well, at least down south, they get the really lovely fresh berries that we don't get, so we're even. Uh, we're even. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> fun of blueberries for $7, like, yes, yeah, not really... No, that's not. Yeah, yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah. All right. So where are we now? Where? Well, what next? Shall we talk about um, another question that I had? Was how do you deal with reactions after eating something you shouldn't have at Christmas? It's so, like shock reaction. Oh my god! How could I eat that? Is that the kind of reaction? Yeah. That well, I know. Oh. I know. Yeah. Not that. <laughs> okay. I know for myself. Before we were really strict with gaps. Every year I'd have things like cheesecake or ice cream just because it's Christmas, I want to have it and I don't usually yes. have dairy and then I'd always wake up the next morning with a terrible cold or something because it just always reacted with, you know, a big histamine reaction and and I kind of just dealt with it because I wanted it so bad at Christmas, if you know what I mean, you know. We mm-hmm. always had, mum always made homemade ice cream with the old-fashioned churn, usually fresh peaches and so, I mean, how do you say no to that? So, so I said, yeah. to, I said to Mum, we have to make a coconut cream peach ice cream this year. So, um, but have I think you, have you practiced the recipe for that? Or? No, I do everything yeah. at the last minute. Uh, um, of course, <laughs> don't I, did, I know that? Yeah, yep, you do. Yeah. Poor, poor thing. <laughs> By the way, guys, I got like the message about the podcast today at around four o'clock. Shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll think I'm really unorganized. Well, they should. They should know the reality that you know that kind of life that you the know. Slap think, yeah, She'll they be think right, that mate, you know, you've got all under control. Joe is chaotic, guys. I'm, I'm very chaotic. Uh, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, in the best way possible. <laughs> Amazing output. It's but. how I keep things interesting. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> reaction. So, um, add to this. Fuad, if you know more, but I know when I've had reactions to food, bicarb soda in water helps. Wow. Um, drinking that. Also activated charcoal tablets. Um, if you've got enzyme tablets, um, they're good too to take yeah. because that will help you to digest the food. Yes. If you know, especially if you know you're going to eat something that you shouldn't, start taking them before you eat. Um, drinking heaps of water. Epsom salt baths. That really helps. And also um, foot baths, Epsom salt foot baths. Nice. Getting out in the sunshine, exercising, running around, sweating, all that kind of thing. Helps to get the toxins out. Um, drinking lots of broth. So that's, you know, something you might want to just keep up during the holidays if you can. A cup of broth three times a day if possible. Um, and if I've had a bad reaction to food, I'll... I'll sort of pull back my diet quite tightly for a couple of days and have, 
and even before GAPS I did this, I'd have no grains, no starches, no sugars, no dairy for a couple of days and then the reaction would go very quickly. Yeah. Um, basically, you just want to make sure that the food you're eating is really easy to digest so you're not making it hard for your body and you might find you want to sleep more. That's quite common with histamine reactions especially. I find I'm really sleepy. And you just yeah. have to rest. And well, also you've eaten too many carbs. And yeah, sugar yeah. overload. Sugar. So you will get sleepy. Yeah. yeah. Can you think of anything to add to that? Yeah, I, th I think um, probiotics. Yes. Oh, sorry, I forgot about that. I should have said that first, hey? Well, well you know, you wouldn't have uh, given me something <laughs> oh, to say. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And uh, I would have a big healthy breakfast on the day of the binge. Mm. And I would skip breakfast the day after. Okay. First, just to give you body, your body a to... yeah, just a chance, yeah. and um, try to make the you know the sugar binge happen for the lunch rather than for the dinner. Yeah, uh, and for dinner, try to take it a bit easier. And I think uh, most of us do at dinner because you've you sort of had such a big lunch. You're like, oh, just yeah, salad just don't and have fruit seconds for, <laughs> for dessert. Like people, like you yeah, know, my true. family have dessert again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like um, focus more on the on the uh, the meats and the vegetables, the less starchy food, mm -hmm. and um, you know sugar should be the smallest quantity in in your meal. So and the good thing uh, have a bit of everything if you can if you must, but yeah. just the portions that that does matter. Like yeah, it does. give yourself permission to eat cake. Don't eat like five slices. Of cake. <laughs> yeah, um, I find that if it's quite good when you've got a fair bit of family and friends because you can try little bits of things, but it's not all left over at the end for you to keep binging on for days. You know, it's and if you if you do end up with heaps of leftovers that and they're things that you know you shouldn't really have, maybe send them home with people. Yeah. Um, so that you yeah, don't don't keep it around. To keep it, yeah. Except for things like leftover roast turkey and veggies, because there's so many yummy things you can make with that. Keep that. <laughs> yes. Well, that that's good for you. Yeah. Um, coconut oil uh, on an empty stomach. Oh, okay. Yeah, really good. Um, that that's good for you for your gut and mm. uh, also just lowers your appetite for the day. So that's you true. don't yeah you don't eat you don't want to eat too much more the next day. Yeah, and um, also like helps you control your blood sugar fluctuations the yes. next day, which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but I, I echo your sentiments about sleep, exercise, and sunshine. Mm. Um, you Ocean know. swims if you can. Ah, yeah, barefooting. Mm. Um, being out in nature. Yep. Um, you know, I think one of the big things for me is like uh, take some time and examine what Christmas is to you. Yeah. Don't go with the commercial yes. view of what Christmas is supposed to be. Totally just agree. Go, just make it about what is important for you and your family. Yeah. Don't just don't be a postcard family. Just do what you yeah. want to do for Christmas, and uh, organize your activities around that. And um, have fun, enjoy mm. it, love it. You know, just uh, be with be more with the people mm. than you are with the food. Yeah, and I think that brings us to our next point about lowering the stress of the day because a few people have said oh, we did mention it a little bit but that they find it's very overwhelming um, mm. Christmas time um, and I think one lady actually we took some comments on the Facebook pages and copied them down when we were talking about this subject and one lady Wendy said 
their family decided not to do gifts at Christmas some years ago and they just have a lovely day of eating and laughing and being together and they don't have that financial pressure of I've yeah. got to get a gift for her and I've got to get – and in our family we're pretty much like that. With our own kids we'll do gifts but we don't buy gifts for every cousin and every uncle and auntie. It's just too much and you don't need yes. it. Well, uh, we once did a um, a budget, and we said with that budget, you each go and buy your own present and wrap it. You put it under the Christmas tree, yeah, and then everyone much. goes, "Yeah!" yeah, yeah. Like, That's fine. <laughs> Last and, year, Isaac was so funny. He he ordered. He had his Christmas money organized already. Like, how much am I allowed to have? And he yeah. ordered Rubik's cubes to cover all the money. And when they came, he wrapped them all himself and put them on yeah. the piano. He's very happy. That's right. Yeah, see, like you get exactly what you want. Exactly. And you're happy. But I mean, yeah, I think I think um, when you find something that you really, really want for something, for, sorry, for someone. I don't know about you, but I generally will just buy it, and it doesn't matter what time of year it is. And then you get to Christmas and it's like, well, I can't think of anything because I already bought them something really special. So yeah. it doesn't have to be at a certain time of year. Yeah. Like I'm, uh, honestly, I, I'm not expecting anything this Christmas for myself. Um, I'm, Elena and I, we're not buying each other anything. Yeah, we um, don't usually worry too much. Yeah, and like we're just happy to – like I got uh, just a couple of things for my daughters. Like I got them yeah. – a magnifying lens and a slinky and like oh. <laughs> just really and well that's a couple the thing if you start off really simple your kids never yeah. have crazy expectations for christmas so you know start yeah. that way yeah they they really like you know um they live in their own world where a piece like a stick yeah. is awesome like why why are we putting <laughs> our own desensitized sense of uh you know uh, what what is cool mm. and nice to have on children who where everything in their life is awesome you know yes have you ever yeah. seen those videos on youtube where they wrap up random things and give them to kids for christmas no like, like an avocado or oh really <laughs> and then they they video their reactions and it really it? shows you yeah. kind of shows you how kids have been raised and like you'll get kids who'll open the avocado and go wow an avocado Thanks, yeah. thanks mum yeah. they're kind of puzzled but they're not going to yeah. be rude about it and yeah, then there'll yeah. be ones that'll just throw the biggest tantrum yeah well it's, it's quite an interesting thing I don't yeah I, I'm not saying you know you have to go and do that but it's just quite funny yeah, yeah we, but we're the one that puts I, the expectations on our kids really yeah like just don't you don't need to go like I, I don't know you do what you want to do yeah of course I, I think with with kids it's um you know, you just work with where where they're at, not where you're at. You know, and some people that's how they show love is by giving gifts, and I totally understand that. But it's but there's so many gifts that you can give that are not, um, you know, like expensive plastic junk or whatever. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's so many more meaningful gifts that you can give if you really are a gift giver and you really want to do it. So that's you know i'm not going to go into all of those cuz there's heaps of no. ideas but yeah i mean there's just like my my idea behind what we give them is things that just make them interested in the world you know yeah. so i just get yeah. them just little things that you know like the magnifying lens i remember as a kid like i spent days yeah you know so much time frying ants just, yeah just like yeah <laughs> i know yeah well i was more i yeah i used to burn paper i just yeah. put like just pencil <laughs> on the paper and then burn that. but like just even looking at things other than magnets yeah. or or things like the the magnets and just like i mean it is pure magic that you it can is. use a magnet to attract something like and yeah 
I don't I don't think like a plastic doll can compete. Yeah. Uh, you know, really in in the wonder, but it'll definitely outshine it in in style. So uh, it's all about substance for us. So that's what yeah. we try to do. But yeah. um, it's you know, your family is your family. You do what what you want. And I think like another lady said, um, I'm not sure who wrote this. I'm sorry, I must have lost the name. But her tips were to be organised early. Yes make lists mm -hmm. and she said stick to budgets and I think that's important too because it's so easy to keep going oh I'll get that too and I'll get that too mm -hmm. and I'll get that too and then suddenly you've spent 200 and something dollars on each child or maybe that's not big to some people I don't know <laughs> but it's it's easy to go over the budget um, yeah just remember that it is about the family times and this for me it's really the the time with the family as in the extended family and friends and just all cooking together and laughing and telling stories and sitting around the table. That's the fun bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the, this lady also mentioned to write a grateful list for the year you had. And I thought that was interesting because we were talking about this, weren't we? Yeah. Like I, uh, you know, so I think that's uh, last week we were talking about it, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, we just mentioned that this is something that we we should be doing. Mm -hmm. um, remind me of the context, though. Like, um, um, so, like, instead of, um, I guess, at Christmas time, it's really easy to get caught up in all the, oh, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this. But instead, change your focus and say, I'm going to think about all the amazing things that happened in this last year, and I'm going to actually write them down. Um, because when you write it down, it's so much more powerful than just... Oh, yeah, this happened and that happened. I'll just tell you a little story. Um, when we were kids, my dad started this thing where I can't remember what we called it. It might have been the blessings list or something like that. And he had a piece of paper up on the fridge and um, had something on one side but on so that if people came into the house, they didn't know what was on it. But on the back was our secret list. And whenever we had something amazing given to us or some – you know, really exciting thing or blessing or something, we'd write it on the back of the list and stick it on the fridge. And um, it was such a fun thing. Like you'd have someone would give you a fish that they caught, we'd write it on the list, or someone would give you a pumpkin or, um, you know, the beans grew on the vine. So we'd write that on the list or whatever. And we'd come home from school, and I can't quite remember this, but Dad said we would come home from school and we'd run in the door and before we even said anything, we'd run to the list on the fridge and pull it off and have a look if there was anything new for the day. Um, and it was, wow, yeah. you know, even as kids, that was something. So because it was, it was great, being grateful and as a top priority yeah, for and you. And I think it was just very tangible. It was, it was exciting yeah. to have yeah. it written down and to actually see it. Because yeah. then you start to realize how much, you know, that you can easily pass by without noticing yeah. if you don't write it down. And I think that's why it's important to do it because we do take things for granted unless we... Um, purposely try to remember. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. where gratitude journals come from, I guess, and you know that idea. A lot of people keep those. Yeah, we can kind of hang on to the negative parts of our day more than the mm. positive ones, and we let the the positive ones get go unacknowledged. And I so. know some people um, around the Christmas table with their family will go around and um, each say something that they're grateful for about other people in the family or about you know, whatever. And I've heard a few stories like that and I thought, you know, that's a lovely tradition for Christmas as well. Yeah. You've got to be in the right kind of family to do it, the one, the yeah. non-cynical one. Yeah, that's uh, true. Go, uh... You'll always get one or two <laughs> cynical ones probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 
with that kind of um, awareness, uh, Tracy, uh, one of um, your followers on mm -hmm. Facebook, left uh, a really good set of tips, and also she wrote what she was grateful about. Mm -hmm. I want to read what she's grateful about in, when we get to the thing, the gratefulness section. But I'll just um, I'll read a little bit about the tips that she's given. Every night before you fall asleep, think of three things you're grateful for. This helps me reevaluate some of the things I've stressed about during the day and makes me realize they really weren't that important. Yeah. Exercise, even if it's just going for a walk around the block, it's good to head to get fresh air. Mm -hmm. If everything gets too much, go and take a break for a few minutes, then get to whatever you were doing. Your sanity is more important than cooking, cleaning, etc. I so agree. And finally, mm -hmm. uh, she said, finally take a deep breath, relax, and have a merry Christmas. Yeah. So that's really Good lovely. Tips. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my tips would be have a good breakfast, have less variety, but put more love, attention, and, and awareness into the dishes. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky enough to be with family and friends, engage them in the cooking process and the cleanup. Yes, um, which <laughs> definitely. Is a big deal. Yeah, the it aftermath. can be fun. The cleanup time's fun if you've got a bunch of people in the kitchen all chatting, and yeah, it's much nicer it's, than having to do it when everyone goes home. Definitely, like you, you know if. If you're doing it uh, while you're engaged with something else on a mental level, then you won't feel it. Yes. Um, yeah. My fourth thing is focus on the people more than you do on the food. Mm -hmm. uh, try to enjoy their company. This is really like, um, it's like all these people who go to great lengths to organize their weddings and they start sweating all the details yeah. and then, uh, you know, it's a couple of months later they've forgotten all but the bad stuff, so yeah. you don't want to be that. Yeah. And also, if uh, who cares if uh, if you've burnt it, uh, <laughs> Christmas will be more more memorable because of that. So. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. Cover the cover it in gravy, or if it's a cake, cover it in chocolate. Everyone will eat yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate. Don't put chocolate on your turkey, though. No, that's probably not. A good yeah. Well, then chocolate. again, we could always have turkey mole. Mm. Oh, really? Oh. Well, we have chicken oh. mole. Yes, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we won't go there. Roast turkey mole. No. <laughs> Roast turkey mole. Okay. Okay, well, okay, so um, we're just going to read out a few of the um, comments from Facebook on what people said that they're grateful for from the past year, and, and we'll just end off with that. Um, oh, hold on. Aren't you going to tell me what you're grateful about? Oh, sorry. Um, you want to do that after am I, the Am Facebook I talking about comments? what I'm grateful about or, or my tips? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Do you have tips that you've gone through yet? No. I think I pretty much have. Okay, so if you've yeah, covered them, that's fine. I pretty Let's much Let's do the Facebook comments. Yeah. Uh, and then we move on about gratefulness. Okay. And then we move on to uh, our own, what we are grateful about. Yeah. Okay. Grateful for. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, so... Let's see, we had one from Emma, and she said, I'm grateful for happy, healthy, hungry, and clever children. I loved that, because I often <laughs> whinge about my son who's always hungry, but that's actually a good thing. Sure. And um, living in a beautiful country, and a lot of people mentioned that, that um, especially with all the things that have gone on in the past year, we're very blessed to live where we live. Um, Jenny said, "I'm firstly, I'm grateful for social media. Having chosen to live on the other side of the world to all my family and friends for a few years, it's allowed me to keep in touch and it feels like I'm still a part of everything our kids and grandkids and friends do. It's also given me opportunities I didn't know were possible in all the healthy and healing foods that were available to us. It's also given me new friends who I've grown to love and admire. 
Secondly, I'm grateful for the ability to travel, to go back and see the family often and to see other parts of the world which I didn't realise was so big. Thirdly, I'm grateful for life, very grateful. I thought that was good because there's a lot of people that don't have family close by for Christmas. Yeah. And um, she has such a good attitude with, you know, well, I'm grateful that I can keep in touch on social media <laughs> because yeah. sometimes... Social media is... is also like, it's been mentioned a couple of times as well in the comments yeah. and uh, I feel like, um, you know, as much as we think technology alienates us, I mean, really, Joe, you and I met over social mm, media. We did. And uh, all the people listening to us now, it's done through that mm. medium. So it's just... Um, I'm I'm definitely grateful for it. Yeah, me too. And it can be used for good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like a knife. Yes. You can chop up a cabbage or you can use it uh, mm. to hurt other people. So, yeah. you know, it's in the hand of the the person who, who wields it. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Kathy, she said, I'm very grateful for our health challenges as they have taken us on an amazing journey of learning and meeting wonderful new friends. We're so much healthier, even though we have diseases, between uh, <laughs> quotes, than we were before the diseases. And I'm grateful for my family who support my weird health choices, even when they don't understand them. There's so much in that. There is. Really. Yeah. Um, uh, I, know, I know Kathy personally, and she's been yeah, through a yeah. big journey with her little girls, uh, with gaps. Yeah. I actually interviewed her um, oh, a few really? months ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> I'm glad you, you're in a good spot. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I, I share that with you. Um, I would never trade um, not having had a gluten intolerance in my life to being able to eat it, because it uh, really woke me up in this in this life, and um, also. Having a wife who, when I said to her, I'm going to be eating uh, bacon and eggs, uh, <laughs> fried in butter for the next uh, few months, trying to lose weight, uh, <laughs> she was crazy enough to say, well, it sounds like a crazy idea, but if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it with you. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm right, right there with you, Kathy. Yeah. So good. And, and just... The way that our children, I know Kathy says this quite often on her Facebook page, that the way our children have been our teachers, um, because because of them we've changed our diet. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, like the things that I've seen go through your family. Mine was the other way around. I, mm -hmm. I started my journey before the children came. Yeah, but seeing what you've had to go through mm. and the attitude that uh, you've taken. Amazing, and I don't. I think also, you know, as much as you've been giving out, Joe, to the community around you, you've uh, you've been getting back from them oh, as well. Definitely, I've learned so much. Yeah, yeah. Christina said she's very thankful for the Mind Forum, where she found a practitioner to support a healing journey instead of a medication plan, which is awesome. No mm. meltdowns for her little girl. No anxiety for her anymore. They both had They both have pyroluria. Life has changed. Grateful for the internet, so access to research and podcasts for healing and support and grateful for the patients to complete the study, her studies finally. So that's Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations, Christina. Yeah. Finishing your studies. Yeah, that's a big thing. Great. Huge. <laughs> yeah. Tracy um, says, I'm grateful for my parents. They've done so much for me and my family in more ways than they will ever know. 
Uh, I think they do, Tracy. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, parents are always uh, agonizing over every action that they take with their children. Yes. Uh, I found out. Yes. So it gave me a new appreciation for mine. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today without them. Um, and Tracy some, says something that resonates with me because it's been a, a big part for me in my, my year as well. But she says, I'm also grateful for discovering mindful meditation. It's helped me get through a tough year with lots of changes going on in my life. And uh, finally, I'm also grateful for finding such an amazing partner who I can share my life with. Um, so, yeah, they think about the meditation. I'll, I can talk about that a little bit later, but um, I find... Actually, I'll talk about it quickly now, but, you know, taking the time each day where you can just uh, do an assessment of your um, your emotional state and you go, what, what exactly am I feeling today? And then uh, allowing yourself to um, build a practice that allows you to let go of um, thinking patterns that seem to affect your emotional state without them being conducive to it. Mm. Uh, fostering that kind of ability has really changed me. It's quietened me down. It's made me uh, more present. Um, but uh, it's, it's really been made possible through mindfulness and just giving myself that 20 minutes a day where I can just self-examine. And I, th I think that's uh, that's a skill that's allowed me to go through traffic better, to, to perf mm -hmm. work at my job better. Um, so, yeah. I think it is important that, you know, even I've found even if you only have five minutes of time where you can just, you know, block everything out and be alone and think and just take that time to stop being busy. <laughs> I think we just get so caught up in busy and I often have to make it little bits of time like I might not get 20 minutes in all in one batch to just sit alone but I might get five minutes here and then later five minutes there and I find even that helps so if yeah. you're a mum with a with a bunch of little kids or one even one baby is enough to make it difficult sometimes um, yeah. take those moments when you can yeah, just a bit of quiet. Just a little bit of quiet helps. All right, Joe, what are you grateful for? Uh, or shall, hold on, you're the podcast person. We should finish on you. Let me tell you what I'm, what I'm grateful <laughs> okay. for. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely grateful for all things such as uh, friends and family. and um, I'm also grateful for um, three of my friends, um, Priscilla, Helena, and Bedwi, who have gone through... Uh, all young, really, really young people have gone through cancer and they are in remission. So I'm thankful for that, mm. uh, for have, seeing uh, them go through that journey and heal. Mm. Um, I'm um, grateful for finally being able to in integrate the cliche, which says uh, happiness can only be found in the now. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've uh, been able to get to a point in my life where uh, more often than not, I'm um, not really yearning for a future or, uh, you know, just all I want is uh, I'm, I'm finding contentment and happiness just in the moment, present moment. Um, I'm also uh, grateful for the pain in my body that I get. I get back pain and uh, hip pain and I'm grateful for that because it reminds me that always that my lifestyle requires attention. Mm. So it's just a constant reminder for me that I need to move more and... Uh, 
be uh, you know move more towards a life uh, that is um, you know active and less sedentary mm. I'm grateful for um, wise people who share their wisdom and for loving people who share their love mm -hmm. sounds a bit sappy today but that's how I'm feeling Joe so bear <laughs> with me um, I'm grateful for being able to realize some dreams that I've had and to being able to freely let go of other dreams uh, I'm grateful for the experience of happiness itself. I just wouldn't imagine how life would be if happiness wasn't an emotion that we could feel. Mm. Um, I'm um, grateful for ethical, conscious people who are changing the definition of success in this world. Uh, recently, Joe, I heard uh, people say that uh, we should change what we call a millionaire. And instead of being a person who makes a million dollars, it's a person who affects the lives of a million people positively. Oh, I love that. Yeah, That's so so, good. so these are the kinds of people that I, I'm seeing surface everywhere in this world, and I'm I'm really happy to see that. I'm happy to to That's see people awesome. moving down that path. Uh, I'm uh, grateful for rediscovering the joy of learning. Uh, I'm grateful for the gifts that I've been given in my life, and for having found ways to put them to good use. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the increased feeling of connection and loving awareness that I have with the world around me. And I'm grateful for being here now talking to you, Jo. Oh, thank you. Well, your list is amazing. I didn't even write a list. I'll just have oh. to make it up off the top of my head. <laughs> well, that's all I prepared. You prepared everything else. I didn't <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing for me is um, being thankful for my family, especially being raised in the family I was raised in. And my parents have made such a big impact on me. And I'm thankful for them every day and thankful to live close to them. That's a really lovely mm -hmm. thing because I know a lot of people don't get to live close to their family and their parents. Um, my kids, amazing. I learn from them all the time and just have so much love from them and for them. And for my husband who keeps me grounded. <laughs> and I just, I think um, you can get so, I don't know, it's easy to get your mind unfocused from family and what's important and start getting into other things. And I felt myself drifting a little bit this year and I had to bring myself back and say, no, the most important thing is my family. I've got to say no to a lot more things so that I can be here for my family. And once I did that, I had such a peace that that was the thing I was meant to do. And I mm. still get to travel a bit and I still get to, you know, go and speak at places and do classes, but I'm just much more conscious that, um, you know, my, my place is here with my family. And I don't feel, um, I feel like you say, being content in the moment and happy with where you are and not having to always go, well, when the kids grow up, I'll be so yep. happy because I'll be able to do this and I'll be able to do, no, I'm happy now. And um, yeah. so that's, I'm thankful for Such that. Such a different place. Like, um, yeah. like the book that you and I are, are working on now. I'm honestly not really um, in any way looking forward to it coming out uh, more. Because <laughs> the process I, is I'm is loving. Enjoyable. I'm loving doing it. I'm yeah. just loving it. You know, just every little step that we take is yep. a reward in itself. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I'm going to be really, really excited when it comes, but I'm in no rush for it. And yeah, that's, I think that's how I feel too. And when yeah. I think when you don't have that stress of, it's got to be rushed. It's got to be rushed. You can enjoy the process. Yeah, it's um, 
we we caught in a trap um, that you know a set of habits that we've been set uh, yeah, we've had set upon us from our childhood. Like when you grow up, you're gonna be. When you go to yes. school, you're gonna, when you do this, when when you do this, and we're always living for the when and not the now. And um, it's such a hard habit to break. Like how how you know? Um, first of all, it takes the realization that uh, the when actually never comes. Yes. And that all you have is the now. Yeah. And then you know that that's the trick. Well, yeah. well, you know, you can't be happy then. You can be happy now. And just learning to let go of all those expectations. Um, I've been working on that a lot this year and learning to simplify and just say, okay, well, whatever I have, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to just make the most of that and get the most out of that that I can and love it. And that's been, um, it's very freeing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for my doggy. <laughs> And for for your bird coming back. And for my bird coming back, that was amazing. And all you guys on Facebook talking about it because the lady saw it on Facebook and found it in a tree. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's so, he's so uh, cute. But, uh, yeah, I know that's a very girly thing to say, pets, but I just love my pets and they just follow me everywhere. And well, It looks delicious, that bird. I, I would, hey, you're not uh, having my bird for Christmas. For Christmas drops. Oh, <laughs> looks a bit too scorny. Um, no, I, I was really happy when it came back to you. Yeah. I'm grateful for that with you, standing right there with you. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, yeah, so we, I'm very thankful for the place where we live and our little country town and community. And I know a lot of people say, oh, my goodness, do you, like, live in the 50s or something? Because you've got, like, street parties and you've got people that bring you cakes when you move into your house and you've got, um, you know, a church community and you've got – it's just – very old-fashioned in some ways, but I absolutely love it, and it's the best place to raise kids. I tell you, we we really love living here. Yeah, it's so. um, look, Joe. I, I think uh, you, you are, you know, that place to me. <laughs> and um, every whenever I hear anything about it, it's just this uh, summary of of just goodness. Like uh, you know, it seems to be like full of really good people. Who are nice to each other. We have and, a lot of lovely uh, friends and neighbors. Yeah, yeah, and I think you've taken that and you've um, that life that you have, and just uh, I think people don't might not realize, but you are that environment online. You, that's what you bring to people here. I hope, you, I hope so. you, you are the one having the street party on. Yeah, Facebook. I want to have a street party. Come on, guys! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, and so. I just want it to be this community where people support each other. And when someone's sick, it they is. take them food in hospital. And it, it so seems to, that's yeah, so. that's what I'm trying to do online, definitely, because yeah. not and not everybody lives in a place like this. <laughs> yeah. And Joe, like the. The amount of people that love you on your page, like it's so apparent, and Don't um, you know, no, like, <laughs> so I think you should say you are grateful for them. Go, for I'm it. very grateful for you guys. <laughs> I love you. Now we're very, we are getting soppy today. I think we better stop go. soon. <laughs> well, it's, the last, it's the last one for the year, it's the last you know? one for the year, yeah. But I we're really honestly, a, a I honestly one. do appreciate each and every one of you, and I, and I always talk about this at my classes and seminars that. There is, I never, never, never expected to be where I am now. And the only reason I am is because of all these amazing people who have built this community with me. And it's not just me. And if, if it wasn't for you guys, there would be nothing. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Mm. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. And I Um, hope that you all have an amazing Christmas and really get to spend, yes, eat well, but especially have lots of love surrounding you with friends and family. And I know that some of you probably have been going through hard times and have don't have friends and family close by. Um, and I would just say to you, reach out to someone else who's in the same boat because that is such a blessing to be able to help someone else who who needs that. And I've seen that happen in our own family when um, at Christmas time or at other times, bringing in people who don't have anyone. It's it's a blessing to both. It's amazing. So that's my little tip for the Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. All right, Joe, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Now, um, I'll just finish off with saying that the next podcast will be two weeks from now, so January the 1st, so New Year's, um, and hopefully hopefully I'll get it up <laughs> for January the 1st. No, I'm sure I will. And um, we hope that you've enjoyed the podcast this past year. Fuad will be my co-host for the new year, and we've got lots of great things that we want to share with you. Um, And we're working on the book, like we said. So we'll talk about, in the next podcast, we'll talk about some of the things that are coming up for the new year. It's going to be very exciting. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Christmas. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.